Restoration Kid workers. Uh, I'm sitting here with Catherine, and we are going to do a few podcasts on training to help equip you uh, continue making disciples of our children. So, uh, Catherine, why do we have Restoration Kids in the first place? To disciple the kids at our church. In a safe environment. That's right. Yes. So, to disciple children, how many children do we roughly have on a Sunday morning? We're getting to the point where we're around 30. How many classes? So. Four classes. And they are divided as? Zero to two, pre-K, lower elementary, which is kindergarten, first grade, and then upper elementary, right. second to fifth. And so we have roughly 30 kids across four classrooms. How many workers every week do we need to sustain the Restoration Kid Ministry? Each week we need two, four, six, eight. Ten. Ten. <laughs> yes. So that's roughly, I mean, that's like 8% of our church every week is serving in Restoration Kids. So that's mm-hmm. pretty impressive. It's a big little group right there. Yeah. So, uh, and we always want to make sure that we are equipped. We are equipping um, the workers, uh, the disciplers inside our ministry. So uh, what trainings do we do we regularly do in the past? What have we done? So usually we do one annual training. So one one training per year. We usually talk about safety stuff We've if we've changed the procedures or anything like that, and we do a, a couple topics. Um, so we want to have more ongoing training, and so this is one way that we want to do that. Okay, so we're going to hopefully do a couple of these to further equip uh, our, our disciples to work in Restoration Kids. And so uh, what are we going to start with? What are we going to talk about now today? We are going to start with child evangelism and discipleship. So... Basically, today we're going to talk about stages of growth and think about um, how we should be discipling children at different ages, depending on how they're learning at that age. Okay, so why why is that even important? Why is it important that we think about different stages as we disciple? Well, because it's different in every class, right? And so you want to be able to prepare. Uh, you want to you want to know for each different class, how they're going to be learning so that you can uh, try to use a certain type of technique that might be helpful or you know what you want to emphasize for each given class depending on on how they're learning at that time period. Yeah. So having – I have taught in all of them, although I don't know that I've done zero to two. Uh, I, well, I, I, hey, I've, I've got experience, yes. <laughs> There's not much teaching, but you are creating a, a positive environment. That's right. But I have taught in the, all the other classes and. Uh, teach pretty regularly, and there is there's a difference between each yeah. of the classes, oh, yeah. and so I think it's it's been helpful for me. I've got a little bit of an advantage because I've had children that are that, mm-hmm. that have been in each class, and so I've done it at home. But also knowing that there are different ways, and there's gonna be different expectations inside of each class, and so yeah. uh, we'll talk about some of that um, now. And so that kids learning at different age ranges, uh, techniques, all those types of things. And so broadly speaking. Um, what are some of the ages? I know you've you've read a book. What book is mm-hmm. it that was helpful? It's called Helping Children Understand the Gospel, and it's by Sally Michael, Jill Nelson, and Bud Burke, and it's published through Children Desiring God. Right. So Children's Desiring God is a branch of Desiring God ministry, mm-hmm. uh, very faithful and helpful. And so uh, if you want to read that book, I have not read it, but Catherine <laughs> highly recommends it. Yes, I got uh, it through my Children's Ministry Mentorship Program. Which, who's doing that, by the way? Northwick. Which is our mother church. That's right. Yeah, Stephanie yes. Jackson's a phenomenal yeah, lady. She's so really any, great. Yeah, anything she recommends, I would. So if you want to read that, whether you're a parent or not, uh, I would encourage you to get it and read it. If you can't afford it, the church will happily buy you a copy. 
so in those stages, what, what are the stages they lay out? Then we'll come back and talk about each one. So there are four stages. The discovering stage, which is birth to five years old. The discerning stage, four to eight. Yes, there is some overlap here in the ages. The deciding stage, which is about seven to 12 years old. And then the discipling stage, which is usually 10 and up. Okay, so we have those stages. And like you mentioned, there's a little bit of overlap. Uh, and that's what you're going to see in children. They're going to progress at different ways, different mm -hmm. times, boys, girls, all that stuff. And so these are not hard and fast, but they do provide right. some some guidelines for how children learn and grow. So talk a little bit to us about the discovering stage, ages yes. uh, from birth to roughly five years. Right. So we'll be seeing this mostly in our pre-K class, maybe a little bit in lower elementary but this is the stage when a child is doing a lot of information gathering. So both through their senses and through their emotions. And so in this stage, we want to teach kids lots and lots of stories and memory verses because they're soaking those those kinds of things up like a sponge. Mm -hmm. And so it's also a time where you strive to cultivate feelings of trust and positive emotions, that kind of thing. I thought this was really interesting uh, in the book, Sally Michael says, the feelings a child experiences when he or she is with you will influence his or her impression of God. Yeah. Which makes complete sense. If we're image bearers of mm -hmm. God and children are looking to us as more mature image bearers, we, we teach them something about God. Yeah. Uh, and which is it really at this stage, those positive emotions. I think it was two weeks ago. One of our parents was leaving with their child and their child started to cry mm -hmm. uh, as they left the church. And yeah. the, the parent asked them, why are you crying? She said, I don't want to leave uh, the church. Yeah. And so the parent actually Sweet. brought the, the, it was a three-year-old brought them back mm -hmm. to me and said, say what you said to me. And so they, they had positive <laughs> emotions about yeah. being at church, which I think yeah. is a really important thing. Yeah. Uh, so what, what in this stage mm -hmm. is our, our kid disciples, what does this mean? Right. So it's similar to what I just said, but we want to teach the kids at this stage, a lot of Bible stories and memory verses. And so we don't really need to get into the material as deep in this class as we would in maybe some other classes, but focus on being very clear and delivering the facts to the children. Um, and as we just talked about also, this is the this is the stage when uh, we want to interact with the kids from more of an emotional perspective. Uh, this matters more at this than other stages. So we'll strive to be warm and positive, try to create that atmosphere where the kids feel like they can trust us and that kind of thing. Yeah, which I think in that pre-K class is important because there's mm. about 30 or 40 minutes of play time. Right. So it shouldn't be a time, discipler, that you're just right. off checking your phone or doing whatever. Right. You, you should be engaging with those children and right. creating a positive environment where they want to come and to learn and to play with both the other children but also their teachers. And so exactly. that's a big part of uh, creating an environment where the children really do want to come and be a part of the work there. Right. So, uh, and another thing on the, on that, that pre is the, the, as you talked about the Bible stories, trying to bring those stories to life for the mm -hmm. children so that they are not just cold, hard fact, but they, yeah. they remember stories. Right. So, uh, yeah. so that's, that's the, dis the, the discovery stage from mm -hmm. roughly, uh, up until age five after that comes the discerning stage. So there's yes. some overlap. So this is going to be part of our pre-K class mm -hmm. up through our lower elementary class. Correct. Yep. And Ages so four to eight. Yeah. And so what would characterize this stage of learning? Of development. So you'll start to notice a little bit of a difference here with the first and second stage because the children start to ask lots of questions. So why, <laughs> how, that kind of thing. And your role here, you, you aren't going to have all of the answers to every single question, but you do want to answer the questions you can in a biblical way. And then those that you don't know, you admit that you don't know, and that's okay. Why, why is it good to tell children, I don't know? 
well, first because it's truthful, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because you don't know, and because it it does create that atmosphere where the the children will grow up and they there will be questions that they don't know. It's a it's a pro, a learning process. Yeah, you know? and I think it teaches them the gospel is not always just about having every fact that you need to know everything. Right. Yeah, uh, but it's about knowing a few things, which we'll get to. But yeah, that mm-hmm. th- those ways. So, um, so so yes, yeah. Other things that we want to think about in this stage. Yeah. So in this stage, the child is also moving from just knowing the facts, like you're saying, to actually understanding the gospel. And so another quote here that I thought was really interesting. Um, Sally says, a big mistake that many Christian parents make is to jump too quickly to the gospel without giving the child time to grasp the implications of God's holiness and his or her sin. So two truths we want to emphasize here in this particular stage that God is perfect and holy and that we are sinful and cannot live up to God's perfect law. So without understanding the sin and how we fall short, the child will have a hard time understanding really the beauty and the grace of the gospel. Yeah, I mean, we've got to paint a need for need. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so if if our need is small, then our God is going to be small. But if our children Mm -hmm. begin to understand the greatness and the height of God's holiness and the depth of our sinfulness and our rebellion, Mm -hmm. then their love for Christ will be that much greater uh, in in those ways. And so I think not shying away from those truths about who God is, about who we are, is helpful to the children as they continue to grow. So what would be some, some, some practical ways for our restoration kid disciplers to begin to think about so they're we're talking mm-hmm. uh some of the children in the pre-k certainly the lower elementary yep. class what would be mm-hmm. some things to think about yep and so i i think it is what exactly what you were just saying we're, we're not shying away from the truths of the bible we're going to teach both the hard and the easy things to learn which our curriculum lends itself to because it goes straight through old and new testament we're not just cherry picking the easy stories to tell the kids so it helps us in that way but also not shying away from sin um, and things that are, are difficult to understand. I think it can be a temptation to kind of smooth over the sin part to get mm-hmm. to that gospel part because you're talking to kids and they're excited and happy and giggling. And so um, I think really what was helpful for me in this learning about this stage was to think about not shying away um, from sin or those things that are difficult to understand because when we teach on both the depths of our sin – then we also uh, can teach about the heights of God's holiness. Yeah, and, and I think, like you said, our curriculum, the one reason why we chose it is because as the children advance in age, the curriculum advances along with it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it will emphasize these things. And so if you give yourself uh, prepared, but you give yourself to the curriculum and you think through it and walk through it, it it'll, it'll emphasize several of these things yeah. in such a way that's helpful. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so, yeah, so that we have... Uh, those first couple of stages as we move, we're, we're moving kind of out of mm-hmm. the the maybe the older kids in the lower elementary, mm-hmm. and then certainly the upper elementary, yes. we move into the deciding stage. That's right. So this takes it one step further, as you would expect. In this stage, the child is really trying to under, or they're, they're trying to understand that the gospel applies to them specifically and that they need to make a choice. Right. So it's not just hearing the gospel, knowing what the gospel means, but then applying it to themselves is this third stage. Um, so the the choice that they're learning they have to make is either they will commit their lives to Christ or they will reject him. Right. You said it's not it's not a general truth. It's just out there. It's like it's a very personal right. way. I, I 
need to do something with this. Right, and now applies to me. They're yeah. making that next step. And I've seen this with even Sadie, who at the mm-hmm. time of recording this, yeah. uh, she's squarely in this stage, and mm-hmm. she started to grasp that not only does she need to make a decision, but she started to grasp her friends yeah. also. Yeah. Like, these are all decisions they have to make. Mm-hmm. And so certainly uh, in this stage. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a live example mm-hmm. right there. Uh, but one thing, one last thing that I that I'm taking from Sally's uh, book, a, a quote that she says here is that remember that conversion does not always happen instantaneously, but often involves a journey of questioning, evaluating, struggling, and learning to trust. Conversion is a process. So that's kind of what you're describing in this dis- deciding stage: the questioning, the evaluating, the the struggling, and and really applying what they've learned about the gospel to themselves. Yeah. And I think that's important both for disciples and parents as they listen to this, that, oh, yeah. that our salvation, even our own salvation, some people can look back to a specific time when they mm-hmm. were converted, but many people can't. Right. And I pray that's that's most of the kids in our ministry is they just yeah. look back and say, I just have always followed Jesus. Yep. And I've always been taught him. So remembering mm-hmm. that, that conversion is a process and that time will tell and give forward fruit of what that looks like. Right. So. Uh, well, in this deciding stage, as it becomes more personal, as they think about these things, mm-hmm. what would be some ways that we would apply this to our Restoration Kids ministry and the yep. disciplers? And so here again, we're thinking mostly about the upper elementary classroom, but it would look like helping children really apply the lesson to themselves. So ask those application questions, help them see that the gospel applies to them in their lives specifically. Perhaps share your testimony to model that each person makes a choice. And sometimes that that's what it calls for in the curriculum. That's sometimes yeah. an object lesson. Um, and, and they do. Usually the curriculum does have some sort of application question. So use those. Um, but a note here would be that it is, it is not your role as a Restoration Kids discipler to ask a child specifically about their, their salvation. That's going to be the parent's role. So there should be no altar call kind of moments <laughs> in Restoration Kids. Um, yeah. That can lead to some peer pressure, unclear repentance, all that sure. kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Now, if, if a child asks about salvation or am I am saved or whatever, mm-hmm. you can have the conversation. Sure, but yeah. then also follow up with the parent afterwards yes. and say, hey, just want you to know we had this conversation in class today. Mm-hmm. Wanted you to know so you can follow up at home exactly. and those types of things. And so... Uh, we don't want to create a, an environment where there is artificial pressure, but we do want to have, mm-hmm. if, if something comes up, let's talk about it yeah, and, and, and yeah. those types of things. But yeah. And so, so we, we've talked about the, the deciding stage, which is going to be our, our upper element, a little bit of lower elementary, but mostly our upper elementary. Mm-hmm. And we move on from that. And this is the final stage that they lay out and is called the discipling stage. Yes. Which they have what, roughly 10, ages 10 and up. Mm-hmm. So, yep. So they would say that this would be the final stage. It follows a true conversion, and as you would expect, it's all about discipling. So it's it's helping the child grow in his or her faith. Yeah. So that's then on an ongoing thing, you know, forever. Really, <laughs> we're all in the discipling stage now. That's right. It's the the Matthew twenty eight teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, yes. type of thing. So yeah. Um, so those are some of the stages that are laid out. So we have uh, up to five years old, the discovery stage, uh, which is going to be. Uh, a little bit of our, our pre-K, then ages four to eight, the discerning stage, which is our pre-K and, and a little bit of lower elementary, then the deciding stage, which is seven to 12, that's going to be upper elementary more, mm-hmm. most often, then our 
uh, discipling stage, which is going to be those in the, the upper elementary. And then should the Lord provide a youth ministry or whatever it may be, <laughs> or us, the rest of us adults are in the discipling stage yes. as well. Yep. Um, so hopefully that helps you disciplers as you think about the, the various classes and how to engage. Any last words, Catherine, on uh, the stages of growth here? Just, I think, pointing out again that they're not hard and fast rules. It's guidelines to help us think about how to teach using different techniques and, and emphasizing different things. But again, you can see there's overlap with the stages and the classroom. So you're going to maybe use a couple different, you know, you might emphasize a couple things with this stage and a couple with that stage. And so it's it's more of a guide, but it's not a specific hard and fast rule kind of thing. Yeah. And again, so two things. Remember, our curriculum helps with some of that mm-hmm. uh, and guiding you through uh, and also, again, just that resource, Helping Children Understand the Gospel, uh, published through Children Desiring God. So if you want to read and be equipped. So Restoration Kid Workers, I am thankful. Catherine is thankful I'm as well. I'm very thankful. Uh, I'm, as a parent, I am thankful for your investment in our church. And remember, uh, your labors are not in vain. And so we praise God for you all. 